bunch of ponders about the good things he does. So, hello, people. Welcome to the second episode of Panja Ponders. And today we are pondering about something very important, and it's a bit serious topic. Uh, we are pondering about mental health today. And for the same, I have my friend Nishtha here. Nishtha, will you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Nishtha. And the question that I hate the most is tell us something about yourself. Okay. So I think uh, that's a question that's something, like, you know, all of us have so many dimensions about us. But then today, the most relevant introduction I can give is, uh, my name is Nishtha, and I'm the founder of Triangle Pod. It's a YouTube channel where I am intending to create a network for people who are going through mental health issues or for people who have been through mental health issues. And we are trying to come together to spread awareness and support. Awesome stuff. So you can be somewhat treated as who, as a, you know, uh, the, uh, what can we say, as a expert in mental health? I would love to call myself that, but I'm nowhere close. I'm a student in psychology. I'm doing honors. But okay. soon, one day, yes, I'll be an expert. Okay, great. So, okay, Nisha, so I want to get to the point right away. So what can be constituted as part of mental health? Right. So when you talk about mental health, as the word suggests, we are talking about our mind, our brain. Now in mental health, also we can, you know, there are two bifurcations. One is the field of psychiatry and one is the field of psychology. Now, these two are very broad and in-depth about themselves. When we talk about psychiatry, we are talking about the medical science. And when we talk about psychology, it is more of a behavior and, you know, the thought process and things that we can deal or we can study with respect to a person's behavior more than, you know, just the disorders. People have this question about, you know, uh, what's the basic difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. So, at least in India, the basic difference is that the psychiatrists are the one who prescribes medicines with respect to the mental health issues that one is facing, the disorders, the abnormalities. Whereas a psychologist is more like someone who deals and, you know, who tries to resolve the issues without medication. But uh, I would like to add this that uh, it's not more like a choice, but in a lot of cases, both a psychiatrist and a psychologist work together. So it, it does not make much of a difference, but yes, they are two different. And both of these, they deal with mental health, the behavior, the thought process, the feelings, the emotions part, any kind of deviation or harm that one can you know experience or can cause to other person. All of these things are a part of mental health. Okay, so that clears it up. So I have a bit of a doubt. So like uh, when I am thinking about my mental health, like uh, how I can see that I am physically healthy right now. I can feel it. So what should be a red alert or, you know, where should be the point when I should be feeling that maybe it is time for me to, you know, go and see someone. Maybe my mental health is not good. What are the signs or something like that yeah yes so when we talk about the science or when we talk about the question that i as a student of psychology i get the most is uh, 
how do we know that we need help right I, that's i think that's exactly yeah. what it so when we uh, say or when we talk about needing help we you know make it only about being ill and going for help i mean uh, see you think that you need help only when you are sick or you think you need to go to a counselor or a psychiatrist only when there is something wrong but when we talk about mental health it also you know it has to be normalized to an extent where even if you are feeling absolutely okay but there are certain things that those things that are bothering you you can you know just go to a counselor or a psychologist and talk to them about it yes there are times when things can go very severe and uh, those times can be like in dsm that is a manual for psychology students or the field of psychology we have four criterias now those four criterias are something that we look for in case we think that there is some abnormality with a person first one is if there is a deviance like if you behaving very differently from the rest of the world or if you are causing any danger or you know if um, there is something that can you know you can harm yourself with or something that you can harm someone else with so all these things uh, when you un- you when you feel like you are behaving in a very different way from even the way you used to back then or you are having uh, communication issues or it is causing you any kind of difficulties in doing your day to day task with something which is very normal but you still do not feel like doing it or if it is harming your occupational sector or anything that you feel is different from how it used to be maybe that's a sign when you should go to a psychologist okay that's great uh, so i want to know like uh, why is it important for me like to pay attention to because a lot of times i have heard like it is a common place in our indian households too to listen to the thing like it will get better with time does it always get better with time and why is it important for me to you know pay attention to my mental health okay so personally the biggest uh, reason that i feel why we should pay attention to these things or why we should uh, you know take a step towards working on our mental health i think it's because it can cause a lot of danger not just to ourselves but also to people around us a lot of friends when people are undergoing some mental health issues they tend to you know hurt someone or even themselves so that's first thing the reason why we should keep a watch is we do not harm ourselves because of something like that or someone else second thing it can affect the way we function this functionality can be a very huge you know a consequence as well as a you know the sign of why someone is unhealthy you have a lot of difficulty doing something that you usually do so all of these things you know it can be reason why you should pay attention to your mental health because it affects you it affects the people around you it affects your functioning and to be you know productive even for yourself or to be positive or to generate positive vibes you need to have a healthy mind exactly exactly so uh, one thing that you mentioned here that is i don't know if it's fit digressing or not i'm very angered by why uh, suicide and self harm is very romanticized nowadays like uh, i don't know if it's a question or not but i want to kind of discuss like why is it romanticized so much by and i have seen like kids and pe- teenage people people and even people my age are doing romanticizing it writing about 
suicide in a way like like it's the ultimate thing to do and you leave a mark behind i don't think that is the case is it things so, right no um see this has been happening with i think most of the mental illnesses when people put, when people learned about depression they started romanticizing it when people learned about anxiety they started making it uh, something which is very common now the same is i think happening with suicide and self harm as well now for this i think we need to go to the very core of this as in why do people think that romanticizing would work in what way what will they gain so i think it's the lack of attention that few people experience in their personal lives so if there is if there's a lack of attention that they are seeking so they think that if they will you know behave in a particular manner it will help them gain attention so i think they'll have to work over it and they need to seek help or they need to recognize why do they think that doing this or why is attention so important to them exactly. and um, there is this uh, there is this thing and that you know now people talk about a lot so i think it happened around 2015 or um, 16 years around those times uh, five to six years from now so back five to six years back from now yeah. so what happened people started talking about ambiverts if you have heard the people who are not exactly extroverts not exactly introverts okay now yeah. theory uh, it's like when we study classic theories we do not study about ambiverts in classic psychological theories we only have introversion extroversion these are the two extremes now one of the reasons so some of the studies say that one of the reasons why people came up with ambiversion is because they were extroverts who started to you know uh, feel like they want to be introverts because of how introverts uh, started people say that introverts are more uh, you know into social media they are more productive there or they are yeah. better when it comes to social media because they are in their own zone so when extroverts started looking at those things they felt that there is a need for them to you know take up that space so they started to you know desire introverts or the introversion traits because of that they were not so they started this came up slowly and gradually it came up to you know said as ambiverts the ones who are not exactly extroverts not exactly introverts but a lot of theories says that ambiverts do not ambiversion does not exist actually it is just the extroverts and the introverts wanting to be like each other so it's okay. the same link here, same kind of behavior pattern that we see in romanticizing okay that makes sense okay so uh, so like i was talking about teenagers right now so there are a lot of people in their colleges too who might feel that okay who have recognized okay something is not right with me but most of the times you know we are broken college we are and maybe our parents and a lot there are a lot of practical cases people that i know whose parents don't support mental health who don't look at mental health as something that can be treated so they won't support them for going to a psychiatrist or a psychologist so what are my options if i am you know in college and i am broken sense like are there some kind of free resources available or something like that so in our country in india we are, of course we know that uh, when it comes to mental health a lot of us have financial constraints so yes there are certain you know helpline numbers where we can reach and we can talk but other than that when we talk about proper therapy sessions quite a lot of you know mental health professionals they do give, uh, give a kind of you know discount when it comes to students 
because they understand very well how difficult it is for them to you know sponsor their own mental health treatment so yes they there are more i think most of the psychologists they do give discounts to certain students and there are n number of helplines which can help us with you know getting in touch with those people as well okay so maybe i will search something up and i will put the resource link in the description i can video. send you a few helpline numbers if you need like i can try to i have a list i'll send it to you okay so we'll add that in the uh, in the description so please have a look okay. at it if you are you know if you can't if you feel that you can't afford mental health treatment or something like that please refer to that link it's going to be free most of it and i hope that it helps you all so my next question is that is like uh, how do i go about destigmatizing like i right now i was talking about how in indian households mental health is not given much importance how do i go about destigmatizing mental health specifically for the older generation specifically to my mother and father for example yeah yes um so i had this conversation once with a person who's doing like masters in psychology how do we you know reach to the generation who is already so stubborn about uh, mental health and do not believe in mental health so i think the first step is firstly we need to just give it a shot and try to address them see their reaction if it works well for us it's a good thing but if it doesn't um i think what we can do is we can educate them through the various you know uh, sources that we have on the internet we can show them the consequences of what could happen if we do not address a mental like the recent incident that has you know shook the country right now we are all still so traumatized it has reached a lot of people who are not just our generation but the people who are our parents generation or the people who are you know the generation after us so even those people are now aware that something like this exists what we need to do is that maybe if, instead of telling them what it is if we show them the consequences it can make a greater impact we can start by having a talk we can you know educate them we can show them the resources we can help them to understand how this actually works but of course we cannot force them or we cannot you know blame them if they do not understand because our generation the youth of our country to be honest uh, is very very woke and it would be unfair if we do not acknowledge and appreciate how uh, forward we have come in you know spreading awareness about mental health and accepting mental health in our country so if that generation uh, if they do not really understand we should first not blame them and we should you know uh, try to approach them in more friendly manner so if we are talking about suppose you having some issue and you wanting to talk to your mom maybe you can try with uh, asking her of does she know about this particular issue like uh, let's take anxiety for example so when i had to tell my mom about me seeing a therapist i i think it worked in my favor because i'm a psychology student but then if suppose i did not you know have chosen psychology and if i was just a regular student i would have started by asking my mom what anxiety is does she know about it then i would have seen her response if she was ignorant and you know if she was not accepting of it i would try to work on that first instead of telling her directly that i am anxiety that would okay. give them a, they, it would educate them i think the main problem is that they do not have knowledge about those things why and that is why they are so ignorant 
and that is why they are unacceptable so we have to go to the core before we just you know blame them for not understanding okay that was a really good example you really you know put out the steps but here you put out a point like uh, when you had to tell your mom about your anxiety so this raises a question like a lot of times i have seen people self diagnose how dangerous is it or is it dangerous i feel it is dangerous but you should tell me it is very dangerous now the reason being a lot of times we feel uneasy a lot of times we feel uh, you know uncomfortable or out of our normal comfort zone and whatever we read on the internet we get a wrong idea out of it now we might see a certain things and we start relating to them but that is not how it works when you go to a professional there is a huge list there is a long procedure that you have to go through or that they diagnose you with we cannot relate to three to four things and call it a particular disorder we cannot you know just because we are feeling low we cannot say that i have depression just because i have an issue you know talking to a particular group of people in specific i cannot say i have social anxiety that's not how it works now what it will do to you is you will label yourself okay and now even if you do not have something so huge or something so drastic happening to you since you have already labeled yourself you will start using it as an excuse to it you will start yeah. you know harming yourself in not physically necessarily but even emotionally and mentally you will start reducing your productivity or efficiency or own health just because now you think you have this issue so i cannot do this anyway you know that's how it it's like a chain you will start with the very minor thing of you feeling that there's something wrong with you so self diagnosing is not just bad for yourself but also again uh, uh, for the people around you why because you will behave in a certain way and then just blame it on the issue that you think that you have even if you are not actually diagnosed with okay exactly so the point that you put up right now like it would uh, affect the people around you so i have seen a lot of times i have seen a lot of my friends are getting into relationships that are clearly toxic when i say it from my point of view but every time either party claims it is because of their mental health so is it okay for you to be a and how should i be like okay there there are two parts to this question is it okay for me to be a shitty person and blame it on my mental health me being a shitty person second if i know my partner or my, even my friend has some kind of mental health how should i be around them and yeah so okay. yes so i agree that a lot of time people do tend to do that but then when we go and seek professional help i think one of the most basic things that we are taught is to be okay with the fact that this is something which i'm going through and it's okay second is to you know not use it as an excuse so the reason why few a uh, psychologist or you know even therapist uh, they do not tend to you know label you or they do not tell you exactly what issue you have because they do not want yourself you to you know diagnose yourself now that they have already diagnosed you they do not want you to label yourself with it they do not want you to use it as an excuse for you know roaming around in an immoral 
so it's of course wrong to do so because your mental health is just a small part of you it is not who you are i have depression so that means i have an issue of you know depression that does not mean nishtha is a person who's depressed and that's not the only definition of me that is not exactly. who i am that's not how i define myself so when we talk okay. about people being shitty to others and then blaming it so we all we always have a you know a side of us which is not affected by mental health in a way the person who we really are so if you tend exactly. to blame it on mental health we are actually just using it as an excuse because we do not want to take responsibility of the mistakes that we are trying to commit or we have already committed okay so to escape the responsibility to escape that guilt maybe in certain cases we just find an excuse but that's okay. not how it works now when we talk about the second thing in case suppose you and i for instance we work together i do have an issue and i end up being mean to you sometimes or i have weird outbursts and then you don't really understand what just happened because in certain cases people might just have outburst and they are just okay 5 minutes later so in yeah. those cases there is a huge possibility that i did that uh, unintentionally like i don't mean to do that to you okay it just happened so in those cases what you can do is you have to be accepting of the fact that maybe i am going through something so you do not just come and me and go like what's wrong with you what was that you come to me and you can say something like is everything okay or is something wrong can i do something about it because uh, something that just happened it's not usual or you don't do that so often is everything all right so you provide a safe space you try at least so that if there is actual issue they can tell you about it. so the first thing and the most basic thing that we can do when we you know observe some abnormal abnormal behavior or abnormalities is we try to provide them a safe space now again when we talk about safe space the safe space is mainly focused on listening and not advising we if we are part of mental health uh, you know field of professionals we do not or we should not uh, and we cannot actually give advices and kind of suggestions to people if we do not know much about that particular you know issue we can okay. advise once they for professional help we can give them a safe space to share if there's something is you know bothering them a lot yes we can always be there to listen we have to be accepting we have to be you know open minded for that but we cannot give them advices if we do not have adequate knowledge for it exactly actually answered my next question also i meant to ask you that is it okay to be like you know like i cannot help because i am not a therapist and a lot of times people do expect you know but you know there is a mind like if you if someone is in need of help you don't go and help them but the most help you can do is by listening to them and being accepting of them and asking them to seek professional help right uh, so i will move on to the next question rather uh, which is a very irritating aspect that i found like there is no education about mental health in our education system like so what is missing i think everything i know everything is missing but what can be introduced <laughs> and where can it be introduced in our education system you know so okay uh, this is actually a very nice question to be honest um, 
so now when we talk about education system we uh, we are talking and we are focusing on the children the people who are just entering the field of you know education educating themselves now to be honest personally i think we look at it as a vertical you know format like there is home then there is school and then you learn something and then you go to high school and then you again learn something and you go to you know in, in mm-hmm. like university level but when we talk about educating students about mental health i see it more in a horizontal format rather than vertical format i tell you how so we cannot just leave it to the schools to teach students this okay it just has to start from home so i have a sister who's 14 years old and i had started you know telling her to be nicer to people in school not to bully anyone since she was in second or third grade now i did not leave it on her to go to school and learn from her teachers to you know do not bully or, or i did not leave it to her to wait for those anti bully sessions that they have in school because that is step that is not like step 1 step 2 step 3 it has to be together now exactly. once a child learns this very basic thing of not to you know bully people or go to school and be nice then when they go to school if they see someone else doing something bad they can go and approach them now this is where the school maybe comes in where you have to teach students that hurting others is not cool okay exactly. this is very thin between stupidity and being cool so when we talk about school yes of course the, uh, in other countries i think even in india now it's a great thing that uh, if you have heard of it there's something like mental health first aid so that is something that can be taught even in schools but the basic thing has to be some, it has to be a society initiative rather than just educational institutes okay so one learn at home step two then you go there and then you learn it at school that maybe you should you know call out people who are doing something wrong then you go out and then you see people doing the same thing that person will go and ask them to stop when we become more inclusive in ourselves when we become more inclusive not just in school but also at home everything changes you know now our generation as again, as i previously said we should, we should be very you know uh, acknowledging the fact that our generation is very very accepting nowadays we are talking we are trying to change the mental you know stigmas and the stereotypical views that the gen- generation prior to us had so it all starts at when we talk about education institutes in particular then bring up with something like moral you know we had moral science stories but they were yeah. just chapters they they were not something that they were asked us to implement but that's exactly. not how it works you should have something like role plays to spread awareness in class so they should have something like the as i said mental health first aid they can teach the students after the middle school the high school students can learn about mental health first aid now this again brings me to my uh, point which is very important that as a student in psychology with the grades that i had my dad did not want me to go for arts or humanities he wanted me to you know pursue something in science or maybe then or commerce and do mba or something like that so why do we think that doing arts or humanities is not a good thing because since the beginning we are taught that science is the noble pursuit 
so yeah. all of this comes from the beginning so similarly if you want to you know teach kids to be you know nicer to each other and to grow up as individual who understand the importance of mental health you have to begin it not just at home not just at school it cannot be one particular center it has to be horizontal it has to come yeah. from everywhere so few years from now i do not want a kid who is in fifth grade right now to go um, you know when they're in 10th grade i do not want to see them trying to convince their parents to let them take psychology yeah because by that time it should be something which we see as important as we, now we if the, in fact parents are proud if their uh, you know children choose to be doctors but they those those same children would face an opposition if they try to be mental health advocates or mental health professional like psychologist or counselors yeah that is how they have always been ignorant about mental health yeah. so i think that's how it would you know it is more of a horizontal process okay uh yeah so it has to come off as a societal uh, effort rather yeah. than a single center yeah so that makes sense so that brings me to my final question and it is one of the most important questions that i kept for the last it is how do i how do we firstly make mental health uh pop culture which i think you have answered a bit by making it a societal yeah but uh, okay so i would like to take the recent example that happened so everyone becomes a mental health advocate a mental health supporter as soon as some kind of event happens like the one that happened recently but after that everyone forgets about it so how do i you know how do we make mental health a pop culture i know we are making great strides right now but how what more can we do and how do yeah so how, what more can we do to make it a mainstream thing so we have come a long way to be honest from past uh, with respect to how everything was when we talk about mental health 10 years ago and 2020 it's pretty good so i think that is because uh, when we talk about making it a pop culture thing making it very mainstream making it no i think the word you were meant, meaning to use was normalizing it right yeah How exactly yes so when we talk about it we have like our generation and the coming generation we have this uh, you know an advantage a very huge advantage of the internet okay we can reach books we can reach journals we can reach magazines we can reach people who are into this these kind of streams of mental health we can reach them very easily now if we start making it uh, you know something which is acceptable something which is normal and okay it would be easier for people to come forward and talk about see um, something like um, migraines okay migraines now when we talk about migraines it is very easy for me to just tell you that i have a migraine why yeah. because i know you will understand and and i i know you will not blame it on me when i have to come forward and tell you that i have depression or anxiety or any kind of mental illness for that matter or any kind of mental abnormality even if it's not a disorder there are different conditions so if okay. i will be reluctant to come and talk to you about it because i don't know how you will react so the first fear is the fear of judgment the fear of not being accepted that i might just get rejected for that matter 
you know like okay. what if i lose a friend or what if i am not respected enough if i tell them and where does this come from it comes from the blaming we tend to blame it on people who have mental health issues we tell them that it's you know it's under your control we tell them that it's in your head so you can get over it but it's not how it goes to normalize this we have to make them aware of the fact that it is not there entirely it's in fact a lot of times it's not their fault at all you know it just happens to them no one chooses to be mentally you know ill mental disorders are not a choice for that matter exactly normalize it we have to first educate ourselves we have to first be aware and educate ourselves in the right manner a lot of people do this just because it's cool at least now yes because they want to you know make themselves look uh, better in front of their peers that i i am talking about this thing i am aware of this thing that is not actual awareness what we talk about on internet reading from websites which are not reliable just looking at post of you know self love it's not that easy it is a it is a more of entertainment yes but it can be used you know you know in at our benefit also but it depends on who you are referring to what you are referring to. there are a lot of mental health professionals who have come forward and you know they have started their own uh, instagram pages their own twitter handles facebook so we need to look at those things we need to educate ourselves through their post because they know what they are talking about exactly instead of making it a a cool kind of a thing it is more to do with ourselves i have friends who trust me and who would rely on me because i started this whole safe space kind of environment since the beginning so when you make new friends you have to make sure that you make them feel comfortable around you it's not just fun and games exactly when you talk about pop culture you have to you know you if you if you want to not just spread awareness but also if you want people to make it something which is okay you have to begin with yourself and tell yourself that if something like this happens to me i understand it's not my fault if something like this happens to someone very close to me i will not be so traumatized and i will not blame it on them so the first step is that we accepted ourselves the second is to educate ourselves and the third is to make sure that we do not judge them or blame them based on whatever they are going through or their past experiences as well and to educate yourself from the right source is very very important okay thanks for giving you know putting it out on steps i am a very i am a huge fan of you know going by steps and having a more you know quantitative approach to things but thanks a lot it was very informative nishta and thanks again people please go follow her she is there on instagram she is there on youtube please contact her she is a really good person to talk to her instagram and youtube <laughs> channel name is tranquil porch no i am telling you i have talked with her i know she is my friend one of my friends yeah. <laughs> and i'm flattered uh, i honestly am blushing but i'm trying not to show it <laughs> oh my god oh my god no but uh, yeah people so final point is it is going to be hard like she said uh, but we are in this together and please seek out help and please stay away from people who are not accepting of you it can be anyone 
I guess. And we'll be posting the resources that Nishta is going to send me. I'm going to link her. Link you up to her channel. Please go there. There is a lot of more in-depth and more informative videos there. So until next time, keep pondering, people. Bye. It's time for all of us to ponder.